Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. We are starting off the new year with some information you might have heard before, how to create meals on the MetPro plan. We wanted to rebroadcast this information to you at the beginning of 2024 for people who are new to MetPro. Maybe they're overwhelmed with the thought of creating a meal and this is for them, but it's also for everyone who is already ready for the next step, more complicated recipes, and it's also for those of you who have been using MetPro for a while. Getting back to basics is a great way to make sure you're following the steps and measuring correctly. We wanted to take all three of these separate episodes and put them together in one easy place so you can find them. So for all of the coaches here at MetPro, Happy New Year, and we hope that this helps you on your journey. Today, I am joined by MetPro Director of Coaching, Megan Omley, and we are going to be discussing Meal Planning 101. So what does that mean? Well, at MetPro, we know our clients like to get help with planning, but also everyone has a different skill set of cooking and planning prior to joining us. And we at MetPro also have our own way of doing things. So this episode is going to be geared toward a person who is just starting out with MetPro. Maybe you've cooked all your life, but never prepped a meal. This is a great place to start. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Crystal. I'm excited about this topic. I am too. Just through our conversations, I have learned a lot already, so I am eager to share. I know that often our new clients want to jump right into cooking their favorite meals on MetPro. I was certainly that way. But is that the best approach? You know... I say no, right? <laughs> Again, you mentioned it already, but everybody comes to us with a different skill set, right? But even if you're somebody who has meal prepped in the past or counted macros in the past, I still encourage everybody in their first few weeks on MetPro, really keep it simple. There's a lot of learning that takes place in this first couple weeks, right? And sure. so this phase one or this beginner phase in my book of meal prep or MetPro measuring is really to get to know it before you get fancy, (laughs) right? So, and those of you who are getting started will totally sympathize, but there's a lot of stuff going on those first few weeks, right? You get into that meal plan for the first time and you're like, what the heck is one serving a meal card? Right. Right. You have no clue. You're (laughs) like, I've never seen something like that before. Right. And so you're learning what the difference between you know, two thirds cup of brown rice and one third cup of brown rice and three ounces of sweet potato and what that looks like, not only on your plate, but also how we measure and how we count things, right? You're also learning what's the difference between a meal carb and a vegetable carb as well, or a snack carb, or how do we count our proteins or our fats? So there's just a lot of learning just in that respect that's taking place so that then you know, you can do more of that in your head once you get those little things. I shouldn't call them little. Once you get those things under your belt. So right? you got to get all these individual components. That's what you're saying is like focus on all these individual components before you try putting them all together. Absolutely. And just figuring that out is enough. And so then saying, oh, I want to do, you know, this complex recipe probably is just going to lead to frustration and going, it's too hard. I can't do it. Yes. (laughs) Those words. It's a burden. I hate that. I'm like, no, you got to give it a chance. (laughs) Yes. So keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's I just can't emphasize that enough. So when you're starting out, are there some supplies that, you know, new clients should make sure they have on hand when they're getting started? My favorite one, 
this is a must have. I was talking to somebody just two days ago. <laughs> I said, well, what about your food scale? And the person told me, well, I don't have a food scale. They've been on that for 18 days. No. <laughs> I was like, no, what? <laughs> you haven't started Metro then. You must, you must, you must have a food scale. And don't worry, no funny business. We're not going to be like, oh yeah, take your food scale in the restaurant with you and put it out on the table and measure your food. No, keep that food scale at home, but keep it on the counter. Your first couple of weeks, like I said, you're going to be using it a lot as you figure out what does two ounces of steak look like? Oh, actually get four ounces of this meal. What does four ounces look like, right? This is going to be honestly one of your biggest teachers on what your plate should look like, right? So often we're told just eat less, eat less, eat less. Right. And this is just ingrained in us and, or, oh, I overeat. Okay. But do you really, or do you eat the wrong things and you overeat? Right. And so part of this initial process is a little bit of learning, but also unlearning what you've done for so long. Right. And so so, true. You know, and so I I always thought I was eating vegetables before, but that (laughs) whenever I joined in Metro, I found out what eating vegetables really is. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So that's the thing that food scale is so, so very, very important. It's my favorite. Right. But then also, you know, simpler things. If you don't have storage containers already, like glass Pyrex or something like that to store your prepped food in, you're going to want quite a few of those right? Because you're going to want to do more bulk prepping or, you know, you're not just going to cook by meal. At least I don't recommend that. You're going to want to have storage things to then grab from. Yeah. I would say that's definitely secondary to that food scale, but those two things are really helpful. Okay. Yeah. Those are great. I love having a variety of different storage options because sometimes I want to cook a big thing and sometimes I want to cook a little thing, or sometimes I want to divide all my lunches up and have them ready to go. So you got to have options. So absolutely. Or you want to make a big old bowl and just throw a top on it and take it all with you in one, or you need like three or four different ones, right. To take things to the office. So now that we're all, you know, going back to the office and things like that, having that stuff be portable again is really important. It sure is. Yeah. Uh, Having options. It's great to have the options and maybe add a cooler in there too. So you can. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Especially if you're somebody who travels for work or drives around in your car, you're absolutely going to need something like that. Or even if you're shuttling kids here and there for afternoon, you know, definitely having that option, especially in the summer months is really important too. So. So if you're a brand new client, you're just starting off, what is the very first thing that you should focus on when you're creating these meals? Love this. Measuring. That's the first thing that you're figuring out, right? See, here comes that food scale. I told you I'm big on the food scale. (laughs) (laughs) So this is huge. This is going to help you kind of, as I alluded to, take the show on the road, right? This is going to help you progress into that more intermediate phase of Metro prep and cooking, right? And so, like I said, understanding how much food should be on your plate during a given phase, because that is going to adjust, right? That's part of Metro. You know, our meal plans aren't here you go for 30 days, ready, go, right? We are adjusting. We are saying, you know, two meal carbs right now at this meal, but soon it might be one. And what's that difference look like, right? So I really recommend, you know, here's your plate. You've got your protein, your carb, your fat, your veggie carb. Look at it, right? Those first, you know, two, three weeks, keep things separate. Now I'm not saying be boring, right? 
Well, keep yeah, things, yes. Keep things separate so that you can see the amount of this is really four ounces. This is really two thirds. This is my four ounces of carrots. Right. So you can start to visualize what that looks like is really, really important. You know, over a year in and I still always measure my cheese because different kinds of cheese look different. If it's and the, they weigh different. They for do. Sure. They do. Yeah. And like I always get the shredded cheese, but sometimes depending on what the store has, I get the really finely shredded ones. Sometimes yes. I get the large shredded ones well they look very different with one ounce <laughs> the amount exactly absolutely that's the thing right so that food scale is really that fail safe of that measurement and just making sure that you know you've got that and crystal you probably don't measure any more simple things right like no. maybe some of your proteins or some of your veggies right you just kind of can go that looks right to me and well, there'll be and times when you resort back to using that food scale more frequently. But once you're out of that learning phase, it's not going to be like you're putting every single thing on that food scale. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I feel like vegetables I'm not as concerned about because I can eat a whole bunch of those. And I know that. So as long as I'm right. eating till I'm full with vegetables, I feel like I'm in a good place. Yeah, absolutely. And that depends on phase too, right? And some of our clients out there might be like, "Hmm, I don't have any vegetables on my phase. Well, that's because you're eating a lot of everything else. (laughs) That's right. That's a good point. So what's an example of a simple meal on MetPro that you could start with? Yeah. So I like doing, you know, just chicken, brown rice, green beans, and using, you know, my oil to cook either my or put all my green beans or you can put a little butter on your green beans or you can put a little cheese on there right as your fat but i really like to keep it really simple and look at it just like that so you've got your chicken breast then you've got your brown rice which maybe you decide to put a little garlic in or you know something like that to flavor it up or maybe you used quinoa and brown rice and mix those together that's great too so When we say keep it simple, that doesn't mean I want you having like boiled chicken and boiled green beans. (laughs) And I've had people misunderstand that before. And I was like, no, please. Right. Like just make sure in those first two, three weeks, just keep them separate on your plate. So really, that's what I would say a meal looks like. Or if you want a steak, do a steak, asparagus, and maybe some sweet potato. Right. Just keep things divided. Don't make soups or lasagnas or, you know, more complicated items that are going to require you to put everything in one and go, ooh, now how do I, what do I, because you still don't know, oh, two servings is six ounces of sweet potato. I don't really know what that looks like. And now it's all mashed together. So now what? Right. right? Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah. if you're keeping it simple and divided, keeping those items simple and divided, are there ways to mix it up to be a little more appealing? Like you said, you know, we don't want to stick with that boiled chicken, but like, what can I do to make it taste better? Yeah, no, absolutely. So Again, talking phase one of Metro, right? There's a lot of seasonings or even sauces. Make sure you check with your coach on this first. But a lot of seasonings are really, really great. My friends always joke, man, you have so many seasonings. Like, what in the heck? Like, spices are my best friend. Like, why add calories where you don't need to? It tastes just as good, right? Or you can use things like a coconut amino or those sorts of things to really flavor things up. So do that. Or you might decide, you know, lettuce is a free food. I've learned that it's the middle of summer, maybe. And you're like, here's my bed of lettuce. 
it's all free. Now I'm going to put my protein, my brown rice and a few more veggies and mix it all together. That works great. Right. So that kind of thing, but just start separate. Do you, <laughs> Do you get that yet? Start I, separate. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying that. Well, do you have a favorite spice that you find yourself going back to over and over again? Or do you have too so, many? You can't decide. I have so many, but I love just like a rosemary or a, I put dill in a lot of things, believe it or not. I use like a chili powder, but one of my favorite spice like brands is Penzi's. If you haven't heard of it, it's amazing. And so I order our spices from there and they're just super flavorful. They're always delicious. You know, I'll put garlic powder on things. Like I just said with the brown rice, sometimes I'm like, Oh, well that was boring. You know, mixing that. okay, that works. Right. So just keep them on hand. They come super, super handy. My favorite is the everything but the bagel seasoning. Oh I, yes. I use that a lot. <laughs> what do you put it on? Almost What's everything. Like if I have Brussels sprouts and I'm tired yes. of looking at them, I'll <laughs> I put I'll put a little sprinkle of cheese and then I'll put everything but the bagel seasoning on and it just changes the texture and the flavor yeah. of it. And so yeah, absolutely. Super well, easy. How about the invention of the air fryer? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. I throw Game everything in there. Changer. Us too. We didn't even <laughs> get one till like last fall. I'm like, no, I don't want another appliance. Like this is just, it's whatever. And then we got it. And I was like, okay, yes. sold everything all the time goes in there. I and tell it's, you. It's so great for what you're talking about, about keeping things separate too, because like you can make like a big batch of, let's say salmon in the air fryer. And then you use that with your rice that you might microwave. I mean, so it's like super easy to do. Yeah. And, you know, keep in mind too, when you're just starting out, some really helpful things can be prep more than you need for that meal, right? And then you're packaging it up and then you're just dividing out what you need for say lunch. That's like a rule in our house. You know, I've cooked and I look at my husband, I'm like, don't you eat that last portion? Don't you eat that last? That is mine for lunch. Like (laughs) dinner, whatever dinner was the night before always equals Megan's lunch the next day. Like it's just like a known rule. Do that, right? Like do that because it's going to help just take some of that work out of it, right? Or prep three lunches, you know, in a row of the same thing, right? So making sure you're prepping, you know, by macro, but in bulk is really, really, really important. So those are all wonderful tips. Uh, (laughs) Megan, thank you so much for your time today. We are going to be discussing meal planning 201. So what does that mean? Well, at MetPro, we know our clients like to get help with meal planning, but also everyone has a different level or skill set of cooking and planning. So this episode is going to be geared toward a person who is fairly new to MetPro, but who has been with us likely for two weeks plus. So maybe you've cooked your whole life, but you're fairly new to meal prepping. You've done the basics, but you're looking forward to something a bit more complex. Maybe a soup with a few ingredients to share with your family or for yourself for a couple of days. So this is going to be a great place for you to start. I like this simple, but I want to learn to get a little more complex. So last time we talked about you're prepping for the first time ever. Now we're going to switch some things up a bit. So for this kind of topics, intermediate phase, are there different supplies that listeners should ensure that they have on hand? to get started? I mean, I talked about that food scale last time, right? And I'm still going to talk about it again right here because I think it's really important, right? Also, I'll mention here, you know, that food scale and understanding what your food looks like on your plate from that 101 series can also help you when you're eating out. 
right? Because it's not going to be as simple as, oh, I want you eating protein from the size of your palm, or, you know, I want you having this much fat the size of your pinky, right? It doesn't necessarily work like that, especially on Metro. And so understanding food scale (laughs) that, you know, what it looks like on your plate will help you eat out that kind of a thing. You can carry that visualization with you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And your meal plan changes. So again, I'm big on the food scale. And then, you know, the second thing I would say here is if you're a recipe person and that kind of helps you take this MetPro meal prep to that intermediate level, allrecipes.com, baby, like you can find thousands. And I always recommend like, look in your fridge. What do you have? Oh, you have sweet potatoes that are going bad. Okay. Allrecipes.com, put in the ingredients, sweet potato. It's going to bring up like 3000 sweet potato recipes, you know, avoid things that have marinades or those wet ingredients, right? But things that have dry spices or that kind of a thing is fantastic, right? So allrecipes.com keeps it simple and helps you use what you already have instead of having to buy a whole bunch of things that then might go bad. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great place to start. And it's almost overwhelming how many recipes all recipes has. So I think it's great when you can filter by (laughs) ingredient that is by food. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And like I said, that's just going to bring up a ton of options. And most of them you'll be able to adapt and use in your intermediate Met Pro cooking. Yay. So then you're looking at these recipes. How do you know what is a good recipe to try? Are, Are there any tail signs that you can look for that like this is a good one to try? Yeah, you know, I love this question. Gosh, I get told so frequently I'm bored or my food isn't interesting or my family can't eat these things, right? This is a sign that you're ready for kind of that next phase, right? You know, think about first the recipes that you used to love, right? What were things that you used to create and think about how might I do that now? Okay. Right. And I'm not necessarily talking about your mom's lasagna. That's probably going to be, you know, phase three or, you know, kind of that more advanced level. But I'm talking about things like tacos or spaghetti or cauliflower pizza, right? Items where you are still starting separately, weighing separately, but now you're creating something at the end. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of the key there. Okay. So you're looking at a recipe. Are you keeping the items still kind of separate before you bring them together? Are you able to put them together? Okay. Right. Like think of tacos, right? Yeah. You're cooking the ground meat separate. Maybe you're adding some onion in there. Well, great. Don't forget if you are doing something like that, right? And you're prepping it for three, four days, that meat, if you're just cooking for yourself in this instance, you know, make sure that you're also doubling or tripling that onion that you're adding, right? So then when you're dividing it, it's all there. Or if you're using a sprinkling, don't count it. It's going to be a-okay, right? But yes, so you know, you've got that ground beef and then you've got the cheese and maybe the avocado and then you've got your lettuce that also goes in it, right? And then you've got your corn tortilla. So those things are all still separate as you start, but then when you put it on your plate. You've got your two or your four corn tortillas, whatever it might be, or your six or your eight, depending on who you are. Um, (laughs) On Metro, it is possible to have eight corn tortillas at one serving. It's a lot. But then you would put your ground meat in. So then you might measure it and say, okay, where's my four ounces? 
food scale and then <laughs> sprinkle that between the four or the six, whatever it might be. Right. And then you might measure your cheese and then put it on. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're yes. still measuring it, but you're bringing it together to create something. Or like I said, that spaghetti, right? You're measuring that noodle. And then, you know, maybe you've created a homemade sauce using a tomato paste or, you know, a canned tomato. That's great. And you've added a whole bunch of like herbs and spices, which totally doable. And then you've put your veggies into that, right? And then you're putting it on your pasta to then create something, but you've measured each individual thing separately. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So when we talked in the last episode, you know, 101, you wanted us to focus on knowing those serving sizes. So is there a different skill that we need to focus on for this intermediate level? Not per se, because you still need to be measuring at home. Like I said, right? You're probably, you know, two, three weeks in, you still need to be measuring those items at home, especially because you've probably gone through a face change or two, right? And so you're visualizing things a little bit differently now. And so you're getting the hang of, you know, what does that one third cup of brown rice look like? Or that two thirds cup compared to the three ounces of sweet potato, what have you, right? And you're still getting familiar with, okay, what options do I have? I keep using brown rice and sweet potato, but there's way more options than that. Um, (laughs) A lot more, right? At points, you've got, you know, a bagel or a whole wheat tortilla or, you know, there's lots of different things. So I wouldn't say there's really a skill, but you've got in your brain what one serving of your options are, right? And so you're not having to think about... That's kind of in the back of your head, right? You're not having to think about that every single moment. So you can kind of conquer this new thing of, okay, what can I create? What can I put together, right? So it kind of takes something out of the equation of difficulty. Right, exactly. Which leads to less frustration, right? Because you've (laughs) learned it. You don't have to keep learning it every time, right? But I can't tell you, you know, how often people are like, my family won't eat these things. And, you know, and I'm like, really? Like your family doesn't like tacos or even a mac and cheese? And people are like, wait, what? How do I? And I'm like, you get pasta, you get cheese, like you get an oil, you can make your own little cheese sauce. Like it's possible. And they're like, oh my gosh, okay, right? So this is that point where you can really go, okay, now I can kind of create a little bit more. But those first two weeks, yeah, you might find yourself prepping two different items, right? For everyone. And, you know, you're kind of just out of luck if your kids only eat chicken dinos and strawberries. Like, <laughs> that's probably not going to factor in at any point, but you know. <laughs> well, do you have like a favorite example of slightly more complex meal on MetPro? What it might consist of? Let's see. My favorite, you know, a complex meal or that more like advanced would be like a three bean chili or, you know, your casserole that you take and adapt for a potluck or something. You know, in this instance, you're really measuring those items and then cooking them. But then also you're probably having to realize, okay, I have this many beans that counts for part of my carbs and part of my protein. And so how do I get those things to match? Right. So that would be really more complex. Okay. Okay. So get there. We'll get there, (laughs) but not quite there at three, three ish weeks. Not yet. Not yet. But soon. Well, so is there anything else that listeners should know to kind of be prepared for this level of food creation that we're talking about? Just as you feel more comfortable, right? As you start to think, okay, what are dinners this week, right? When you sit down on a Saturday, Sunday, or maybe you do it on Monday and you're thinking through your meal prep for the week. As you start 
realizing, oh, I'm thinking of sweet potato, quinoa, brown rice, whole wheat tortilla, corn tortilla. If those are popping into your mind relatively easy and you're like, oh, I can use these things, then you're probably ready to start creating a little bit more. But if you're still in that app and like, okay, what are my options again? How many meal carbs do I need here? Probably stay in that, you know, that 101 or that more beginner. But then as you're getting more comfortable with understanding where macros fit, you can probably progress it a little bit. And I'm using meal carbs as my primary example because we incorporate almost any type of protein you can think of and almost any type of fat you can think of. So I always use those carbohydrates as kind of my example for getting more complicated, right? (laughs) Yeah. I like the carbs because you mentioned pasta. There's so many different kinds of pasta that you can buy now. Mm -hmm. And they're also, they have protein in them sometimes. So it's like, it can really condense like, you know, a cup. If you're having quite a few carbs in your plan, you can get a whole cup of pasta. That sounds like a lot. It's a lot of food. Yeah, Yeah, it absolutely (laughs) is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Today, I'm joined by MetPro Director of Coaching, Megan Omley. And we're going to be discussing meal planning 301. So at MetPro, we know our clients like to get help with meal planning, but also everyone has a different level or skill set of cooking and planning. So this episode will be geared toward a person who has been on MetPro for a while now. They've mastered the basics of meal prepping and they're looking to make a hearty meal that is more complex, perhaps a lasagna for the family to share. So this episode would be a great place to start for that. This is like, you've arrived. You've arrived at your MetPro meal planning, measuring, understanding, and now you get to get into it. And if you're somebody who loves to cook, like this is a great place to be like, you're getting it. So have some fun, right? Yeah. So this person is comfortable with the multiple ingredients. They know what their serving sizes look like because they have their scale. They're ready. (laughs) (laughs) If you've listened to the other two, you know, Megan's favorite thing is a food scale. (laughs) Exactly. So now what about supplies for this level? What do we need? What do we need on hand? Your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. You you need your knowledge, right? You need your knowledge on this one, right? If you try to jump into this and you try to create these things right away, it can just lead to frustration and just, oh, this is too hard and I can't cook anything. You will get here. And it does not take long if you keep things simple at first and then jump to, you know, this. I don't know how to not cook Metro anymore, right? Like I just don't. I don't know. It just all happens and it works and you'll get there too. And I'm not talking like in six months. I'm not talking that long. I'm talking like weeks time. So you'll, you'll be here soon (laughs) if you're not already here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how do we know if we found a good recipe that we're going to be trying for this more advanced difficulty? Are there, are there things we should be looking for? Yeah. You know, a few things. I'll back up just a little bit, right? You're going to want to decide who are you prepping this for, right? So if you decide, okay, I'm going to have, you know, this, these lettuce wraps, for example, for just me for lunch for the next three days, okay, right? You're going to want to look at your face and you're going to want to understand, okay, for one lunch, I've got two meal carbs, two proteins, two veggie carbs, and one fat, let's say, right? Okay. Okay. That's actually a phase, but (laughs) close enough. And you want to have this meal where you're having it, like I said, for three lunches. You know that then you're going to need six servings of that meal carb, six servings of that protein, six servings of that veggie carb, and then three fats. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you're going to want to just multiply that through 
And that's if you're cooking just for you. But let's say you're cooking dinner for your family. You're going to want to know what you need, but then also what your family probably wants. So if you're using, say, a recipe and it calls for, you know, one pound of chicken, but you know, hey, you need four ounces and then your two sons and your husband are going to want six ounces each. Well, you're going to need to adapt that recipe and maybe cook, you know, one pound and six ounces of chicken, right? Or okay. just cook two pounds and double it. And then you've got your leftovers, right? <laughs> for, for your lunch the next day, a big fan of that one. But you're going to want to think about what your family needs versus what you need and then multiply it that way. Does that make sense? You're going to want to yes. think about it by meal for you, but then add your family. Or if you're doing this for multiple meals for yourself, multiply that through for however many days that would be. And I'm guessing if this is the first time you're making this for your family, you might need to do a little trial and error. You might need to play with like, you know, like you knew off the top of your head, you know, well, your your son might want six ounces each of that chicken. But but maybe other people don't know that. So it might be like trial and error the first couple of times. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially when cooking for the family. So in that case, dish yourself first, right? <laughs> you get what you need and then let the hungry wolves come in and grab what they need, right? Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it, right? Yes. Um, so then when you look at a recipe that's going to have more advanced difficulties, right? I'm talking stews. I mentioned those lettuce wraps, chilies. Maybe you want to create a frittata for, you know, a girl's brunch that you're going to Ooh. or say a shrimp ceviche or those kind of things, right? They sound really like, wow, but they can be really simple too. So those are things that you'll want to kind of look at recipe wise and then start to dial in. Who am I cooking for? Right. You know, the things that you need to put all together before you serve it. That's the kind of recipe, right? That I'm talking about. We talked about the tacos or the spaghetti where you're still kind of measuring as it hits your plate. These things would be cooked all together in the pan and then divided after the cooking with everything mixed. Yeah. So So you can't really weigh and measure at that point because you've got the knowledge of what it should look like. Okay. So this is where you're kind of using that. Okay. I know that I get my four ounces of chicken. So it kind of looks like this ish. And then if it's got sides in there, vegetables, you're kind of going by your knowledge. You can load up on the veggies. You can put the protein on and then just kind of eyeball it. You don't need to like pull out the scale again and reweigh everything. No, because it's all been cooked and mixed together. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've already measured at the beginning and then you've thrown it all in the pot. These, you know, like those one pan meals or that kind of a thing, that's where you're going to take that adjust it on the front end and then put it in. So if you decide, okay, I'm cooking for myself for the next three lunches, right? I've got my six ounces of, you know, protein. I've got my three fats. I've got my six serving sizes of meal carbs. So I've got that quinoa, that ground beef, I'm the carrots, right? It all goes in. And then when it comes out, you're dividing by three. And putting one here, one here, one here, each container shoving it in the fridge. That's the kind of thing that I'm meaning by that kind of advanced. Okay. Knowing how to do that. And then if you're doing it for your family, that's almost like an expert level, right? <laughs> because you've got more, but you know, okay, I'm going to take, you know, 
one eighth of this and then they're going to have the rest. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So when you talk about the difference in these levels, we've talked beginner, we've talked intermediate, we've talked advanced through our different episodes. Why is it important to wait before we're getting into this more complex meal? You got to know what it needs to look like. And what I mean by that is if you're only taking one eighth of what you've just prepped, like you can look at that, but there's some math here, right? And so you need to know, okay, I've used one pound, six ounces of, you know, chicken and this much quinoa, how much of that is actually mine? Right. And Mm -hmm. so there's just some math here and yeah, you're not going to get it down to the grain, right? Like understand their quinoa might've ended up like a little bit more on this side of the pot. Exactly. right? Right. That's okay. Or if you divide it by three for your lunches and you've got, you know, well, that looks a little bit heavier on the sweet potato side of things. It's okay. Right. If we're talking like really nitty gritty. Now, if you really look at it and you're like, that has way more, well, then maybe you steal a little bit of that and put it on this side and it's not exactly divided by. So there's some math here, right? Until you're comfortable with Metro, it's a really good idea to just back up and not get too complex. Now I'll say that, but I mentioned like a strip ceviche. So I'll use this as my example. Great. If you pull that up on like allrecipes.com, right? Or we have a great one on our Academy site too. You're going to get in there and recognize like, oh, the only items that I actually need to account for is a lot of that stuff is free foods. I only need to account for the shrimp, the oil, and maybe one or two other things, right? And heart's content typically on the veggies, right? And so something that looks more complex sometimes can be rather simple if you get in there and find, okay, it's just a bunch of veggies and then I count my fat and my protein or what have you, right? Yeah. So at that point, you're just kind of making sure you don't go overboard on the shrimp and overboard on the oil. Really, that's the two things you got to worry about. Or And deciding, I'm going to prep this for three meals, wouldn't use a shrimp ceviche like as leftovers per se, but like that's what you would do. And you'd make sure you have enough shrimp for those three meals and enough oil for those three meals. Right. Okay. And then the rest is just kind of addition. All right. right? Well, surprisingly, the more complex is actually more simple to explain. So <laughs> what right? What have we what have we missed? What else do listeners need to know about this more advanced level? Yeah, you know, just don't get frustrated with it. If you're finding that you're getting, you know, really frustrated with this type of cooking, go back, just revert a little bit, right? Go back into things that are simpler for a little bit, right? And then come back or maybe try, you know, a couple of these each week. That can be great when you've got more time to kind of put into it or think, right? But once you feel like you know how much visually two proteins are of chicken or fish or what have you, you know, your brain space is freed up to kind of not have to think of that. And you can think of what the recipe and what the end result can be. Right. Yeah. So Megan, I do have a question though. So I have to admit that this part of it kind of intimidates me. So I have a recipe. My mom, my family favorite is ham and beans, which is totally Southern. And um, and (laughs) I say that because Southern comes with uh, fat and a lot of it. And so I just kind of thought I could never have it again. Is it, are you saying that it's possible for me to still have like ham and beans 
Is that a thing? Like maybe? Okay, fill fill me in a little bit more, right? Okay, California okay. girl here. I did live in the South for a period of time, so I've experienced that whole, you know, lot of fat thing, which is great, delicious, nonetheless. But yeah. fill me in. What does this kind of look like? Okay, so in a crock pot, you would put like navy beans or brown beans overnight, and you'd put water in it, and then you'd put like a ham hock because again, southern. You'd throw basically a big chunk of ham that's on the bone in the crock pot and you'd let it cook all day Mm -hmm. and then if you somehow got really lucky you would serve it with cornbread because that's what we do (laughs) okay okay i'm not going to be able to guarantee you the cornbread okay but maybe it works and again flavor wise i'm not totally sure maybe it works with like a corn tortilla or a rice or something like that so maybe you're manipulating that too Follow-up question. The beans, what liquid are you putting in with that? Just water. water. Is it? Just water. Okay, just water. Mm -hmm. Because you've got enough from the ham going on. Okay, yeah. So you know the weight of that ham hock going in typically, right? Yes. So that's going to be a key. Right. Okay. That's going to be a key. And um, I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head. So for simplicity's sake, well, I might be able to incorporate both, but for in simplicity's sake, let's just say that you are just cooking for you. Okay. Not maybe your family. So you look at the weight of that ham hock. No one else like, in my okay. house will eat it. So this is a great example. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to do both, but I'm just thinking through it here, right? So let's say you've got a pound, right? And so you know you need four ounces. And so you're going to look at that and go, okay, that's going to be basic four ounces at each meal, okay. right? I should say. And so that's going to be four meals worth just of that ham. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing you need to know. Then you need to know, okay, beans. Well, guess what? We've got another complexity here, right? And bear with me. I've never cooked ham and beans before. So I'm trying to... Then you've got the beans. And so you know that that is a carb primarily, but you've also got some protein to account for in that, right? So you know you've got your four ounces at each meal, but maybe now we say, okay, you've got five meals technically or maybe six, but let's back up to the beans. And so one third cup of beans is going to be one meal carb and half serving of protein, right? So you're going to want to know how many beans go in to that crock pot, right? So if you go, okay, one third cup, one third cup, that's my two meal carbs and one full protein. And I'm going to do that, you know, four more times because I did four Four days. Four days because I had a one pound ham hock, right? Okay. Now the whole thing cooks and it comes out and you're thinking, okay, but I need to account for that beans. Here's where I'm going to try to get fancy in my brain with math, which is not my strongest suit. My mother would tell you that. So same girl, same. (laughs) Right? Like just (laughs) wheels are going in my brain. So excuse me if I totally butcher this last part. It is possible. That's the point. But then you're going to pull it out and you're going to go, okay, so I need two thirds cup of beans at each one. And I need four ounces of ham. But when I account for that one serving of protein that I'm getting, that's going to drop me down to two ounces of ham, right? And so maybe that's where you start, actually. Maybe when you put everything in, you then say, I need a few more beans because now this is actually going to stretch me six meals for the one pound of ham because I don't need as I don't need the full four ounces. I need more like two ounces at each. Now, when you pull it out, you're not going to be like, how many ounces of ham is in this serving? You're going to go with your ladle or what have you. 
or you might spread it out and go, okay, I need six servings of this. And I'm estimating that it's six, but I think it might be seven. And then you're just going to ladle it in until it looks equal into seven bowls. Okay. There you go. And that's it. Okay. It's possible. Okay. And then maybe one day you eat it with corn tortillas and the next day you eat it with brown rice and you just don't tire of it or you stick it in the freezer, right? You might not eat it seven days in a row. No. <laughs> so you might no, you know, pop some of those in the freezer. <laughs> um, but it might work, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. might be able to do that. So if you are, you know, just to reiterate, if you have a meal that you is a family favorite, ask your coach, right? They can maybe help you manipulate it. Now, don't send your coach one that's packed full of raw sugar or <laughs> packed full of milk and, you know, condensed milk or pineapple juice. Those sorts of things get difficult sure. right? or are just not allowed uh, but a lot of things that are simple which cooking from scratch can be like that family recipes can really sometimes be made into yeah you get it on Mepro. so go make your ham and beans this weekend crystal i'm doing it <laughs> i love it i'm I love so it. excited great one great one thank I love you that. Okay. All right. Very, very helpful. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Can you give people your email address to reach out to you if they have any questions? Yeah. Megan, M-E-G-A-N at metpro.co. Wonderful. Well, listeners, that's all for this week. You can find all of the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review because that lets other people know what they can expect. And you can learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I'll be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key. 